taking a moment to pause and check out your surroundings can offer some benefits. So because you might see things that you might otherwise not have seen if you were just always looking forward. We'll discuss uh, pathway pivoting, the benefits of it, and more on episode 774 of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm well, Bob. How are you doing today? I'm good. We got a late start. I got to tell you people every now and then, often the late start is as a result of um, my my life. And we'll get into a topic about something going on with me and we'll have a long discussion. This morning, we were actually having a very um, interesting discussion about uh, all this um, stuff that we're trying to convey in these programs. And we got into something and we've actually got something that I know we're both distracted right now. I can tell just looking at you right now, like you're noodling through it as uh, as we're going. I know I am as well, but it's some really good stuff that you'll probably see from us in the next, uh, what, week or three? I guess, yeah. Week or I three is kind of a there. weird, I guess. I, that's sure usually I've heard, I've not heard week or three, usually week or two. I, it just uh, well that just was felt what was real for you i'm a renegade what can i say tom fair enough fair enough all right good How morning was everyone. your uh, valentine's day it was very nice thank you good right. we good. had a quiet night at home which was was good I, I think that might be the way to go for valentine's day it's it's crazy have you you've been out to dinner on valentine's day right uh yeah you know they they rush in they rush out and it, it, I mean, it can be nice, but it also, it's not like the, if you go to a really nice restaurant, it's not the greatest night to go to a really nice restaurant because they're stressed trying to get as many people through the door and all as possible. Um, I, I've gone to a restaurant that I really enjoy over the years and Valentine's Day is the worst day to go there. The worst? Yeah, I would say it's the worst. That The staff really? is overworked. They're exhausted. It, they, they have requirements to get a certain number of tables through. People are stressed because I understand that some couples go to Valentine's Day and may not actually enjoy each other's company. And so it's a, a stressful time. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not suggesting anyone I know. I'm just no friends, no family, no anyone. I'm just saying it could happen. And so okay. you have this heightened possibility of trouble and you know, yeah. Okay. And I wore my red a day late, by the way. Just wanted to point out. Excellent. Tactical mistake, but. <laughs> it's not a mistake. It's just a choice that you made. The choice I made. Actually, is the result of three other choices, if I'm being honest, but that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you don't run the string all the way out. <laughs> okay. Whew. Uh, that was pretty specific uh, opening. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, did I say something I shouldn't have? I no, not at all. Not at all. It was just 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Well, it kind of, it's kind of uh, what we're talking about, right? This whole idea, you know, I, I made it, one decision led to another, which led to a third, which led to a fourth, which led to me not being prepared with the right shirt because I was doing a little rushing around. Is there a right shirt or just a shirt that was real in the moment? Yesterday, it would have been nice to have red on. What I've also, I don't know if you noticed, but I've gone to COVID style this week. I haven't worn a collar yet this week. So no a lot of judgment no, going on over no there. No dry shirt, no polo shirt. Although, you know, it's warm enough today. Did you hear? We're in the Baltimore area. It's going to get warm enough later. I'm thinking of pulling out the golf clubs and going to the driving range. Not a bad idea. You don't want to meet me, do you? Uh, I, I have to. Oh, you have a meeting. I actually have. I can't even attend that meeting that you're thinking oh. I have another board meeting that I have to, to be at now. One of my clients. Oh, uh, I would have enjoyed the first one a lot. <laughs> you, you really made me enjoy golf, hitting golf balls. <laughs> well, you could still think of that. It was on my calendar. So, oh, well. Anyhow, let's uh, let's kick this off. Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm Tom Brush. That's Bob Graham. And this is today's Anecdote, our daily broadcast and podcast, where each week we have a conversation around a topic. And then each day we try to dive a little deeper into that topic to help you hopefully figure out your next step along your own unique pathway to success. And as we go through that conversation, if you have thoughts or ideas you'd like to share, please feel free to share them in the comments because we know it'll add value to our show. And then at the end of that conversation, Bob and I each offer our one thing, our today's antidote, that thing that we hope will help you figure out, maybe if you're struggling to figure out what the benefits are of pivoting, uh, how to leverage a pivot and figure out how to take that next step a little um, more smoothly that will allow you to achieve the success that you desire. And of course, if you have a one thing, we welcome that as well, because we know that it might be what someone else is desperately seeking for. So share your value and um, who knows, it might just be the thing that someone else is desperately seeking for. Before we dive into the conversation, though, each morning, Bob and I share our celebrations. So, Bob, what are you celebrating today? I'm going to celebrate just a quiet Valentine's Day. Did had just a very casual afternoon, lucky enough to spend time with someone in the afternoon. We went for a walk and then we went back and just uh, ate some um, leftovers and watched a romantic comedy on uh, Netflix. Which was what comedy did you watch? Romantic comedy did you watch? I knew you were gonna ask me and I don't remember the name. That it was must have been impactful. I, I drawing a complete blank. Um I I can I, I can get it for you. I can find out, but I That's don't fine. have it at the moment. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's that valuable for all of us to be aware of since you can't remember the name of it it was cute it was cute and it, it was it was you know it was it, it fit the day fair enough it was a, a oh what was it it was about a lawyer who takes on a case uh with a dating a dating app a guy's gone on a thousand dates and the dating app is called like love guaranteed and he wants to sue the dating app company because he doesn't it, find it his love, love. He's, and he does a thousand dates and in their fine print, it says, if you go a thousand dates and don't find love, blah, blah, blah. So it turns out at the end, not to ruin it, because anyone who's ever seen a romantic comedy knows what's going to happen. He ends up falling in love with the lawyer and the lawyer in love with him because 
And the dating app company says, well, that we brought them together because of this lawsuit. So therefore, we can't be held. You know, the suit has to be thrown out. And he makes a big pronouncement in court that he loves her. And she says she loves him. And they kiss in the middle of the courtroom. And we all go home very happy and clap. And I've just described, you know, every single romantic comedy in the history of time. When Harry met Sally. Uh, Keegan says, spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> well, like, you Keegan, Let's be honest, Keegan. If you look at a romantic comedy, you can tell within the first four minutes who's going to end up together. It's just how and when. You think, huh? Name a romantic. It, it's got to end that way. It can't It can't end with them being apart. Doesn't mean they have to meet them in the first four minutes of the movie. They always do. Always. Always. There's a formula. Always. You go to the Hallmark School of Movie Creation, and they're going to tell you in the first four minutes they need to meet. It might be a, it might be a, in this case, it was just over, they were each picking up their coffee. Okay. It doesn't have to be a big thing, not like meet and greet and sit and get to know each other, but just they pat, cross paths. They're going for the same cab, or they're on the same plane, or their mothers are in the same care facility. I clearly I've invested way too much time in this romantic comedy genre. <laughs> You've definitely considered this for a little bit. I, I have. I find them fascinating. And here's Even though the you know exactly what's gonna happen. You know, do you know what the part of these is that gets me the most? This is what I actually do in my mind. This is probably far more than anyone wants or needs to know. I always go back in the movie in my head and go, when did they actually fall in love? What was the second in this movie where they actually fell in love with each other? Was it near the end and they just realized it or was it near the beginning when they first saw each other? Was it the day they had, you know, spaghetti together? So that fascinating thought of what is, you know, to think about it now is what a step you take today that you'd be thankful for in the future. I knew you would bring this around. And 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 also, you know, one of the things about these romantic comedies is there's a lot of pivoting. Yes. Maybe some course adjustments. Some, <laughs> some course adjustments, yes. Definitely some checkpoints. Yeah, a lot of checkpoints. Yes. No doubt about that. All right. So what are you celebrating today? Wow, that was a... Um, so I'm celebrating. So yesterday I was at this client doing this workshop and, and we, I was, I, we were kind of wrapping up at the end with uh, the person who's the main contact. And they, they said, you know, I want to have to share this with you that um, when I put this out to bid, this project out to bid, that there were some other consulting firms that were approached. And the person said that, the other two consulting firms all were like, here, just follow our process and you'll achieve what it is you want to achieve. And they said to me, you know, it was nice that you actually listened to what I was trying to do and provided an option um, and deliverables that would meet what I was looking for, not just what others thought was right. Um, so I thought that that was, wow, there is kind of the opportunity to be a renegade and there's values to being a renegade and knowing that people have their own unique pathway to success. So it was nice to hear that. I like it. That's great. 
don't you love when you get that positive feedback that uh, the things you're committed to doing actually are being seen by people, recognized, and they appreciate them? I just took it as feedback. I didn't judge it as positive or not positive. It was just not, it was feedback that was helpful because I okay. learned from it. Okay, fair enough. All right. It had an impact on me. Let's say that. Okay. Well, I'm a words of affirmation guy, so that would have been words of affirmation to me. Yeah, I would. I, I would have chewed that up. That would have been you would have struggled to drive home. I think. <laughs> You'd have been caught up in it. You've been like, yeah, I can see it. I don't. No, not that bad. But that was funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next so time, those I'm new to the show. I get some positive feedback. Next time, I can't drive home because of the words of affirmation I receive. I will call you, but that's never happened. Okay. 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 <laughs> this has been the worst 13 minutes I've ever been through. <laughs> I've spoiled a romantic comedy whose name I can't remember. And um, so on. So moving forward, we are talking about pathway pivoting and the benefits. We talked about the challenges yesterday. We talked about what it was the day before back on Monday. And I think if we're being honest, Tom, we're, we're figuring this out as we go. I, I think there's an element of this that we continue to try to find the language around, which is one of the things if you if you haven't been with us through all, through all these episodes, I think one of the really great beauties of this experience for me is sometimes the language comes out as we talk through these things. And I think this week, I feel like we're still trying to find some of the language around how to describe pivot, pivoting versus course adjusting. And then an even more extreme step that we haven't, or another step because extreme would be a judgment. I know I just fall into the trap over and over. I, I just... We should start, hey, Keegan, if you're still watching, here's my thought. We need to start a pool of how many times I will cross into a judgment when I shouldn't during the program. And we'll do the over and under. And you and I can uh, hold hold me accountable on that. And maybe maybe that'll cause me a change because there's, there's, yeah. Do I we mean, start with one because you said shouldn't? <laughs> sure. Just, all right, I'm going to let you do some talking. I'm just going to sit here and uh, take it all in. Well, I think that, you know, to me, and um, I feel like I have a little more clarity around some of this. I think the challenge, not the challenge, we talked about that yesterday. Well, I'm going to start with that. The challenge is that when you're talking about pivoting alone, I think it gets a little, it's a little harder to understand. Um when you consider it in the whole, right? If you look at, if you look back on all of our shows over the last probably month, we've been talking about your pathway. Mm -hmm. And part of the pathway is identifying a destination. And once you've identified that destination, then you talk a little bit about, okay, what are the steps that you're gonna take? And when are you gonna have checkpoints? So we've had all sort of those conversations. Mm -hmm. And then I think one of the, you know, one of the things that, is again, an obstacle and an opportunity are the checkpoints. Like to me, the checkpoint is such a uh, valuable time 
to understand the impact of the actions that you have taken and help you determine what's next. And so, you know, I look at it as the last three weeks, we talked about staying the course. We talked about course adjustments and or adjusting course. And um, this week we're talking about pivoting. And so I think those are all varying degrees of what is the result of your checkpoint. And what are the decisions you have now made? And, you know, this week we've been talking about pivoting. And I think one of the real benefits of pivoting is we start to get a different perspective. We start to see things a little, we see another um, direction. If you really talk about pivoting, like I pivot my head. Now I'm looking over there. I have no idea what's going on over here, although I have looked there before. So I have some understanding sometimes. Sometimes I haven't ever looked there before. And so now it's all brand new knowledge, experience, and perspective. And I think it allows us to, to consider that these might be some other ways. You know, and I, I think sometimes when we reach that checkpoint, we know things we've done in the past. So we have some knowledge of what a pivot might look like. Um, and other times we haven't. And so we then have to figure out, okay, what are all my steps along this this modified pathway um, still with the destination in mind. And I think that's, you know, one of the benefits of a pivoting is that doesn't mean that you've given up on your destination. It just means that you're making an adjustment and going in a different direction, not adjusting the path, the current path that you're on. We didn't just stop at Wendy's to eat along our trip that we're taking. We, actually said, hmm, this pathway looks like it's going to be jammed up. We need to take a, a, we need to pivot and go along another part of the pathway to reach our destination. Um, if, you, if you travel in the Baltimore, greater Baltimore area, you understand why there is some pivoting that has to go on. And sometimes it's just an adjustment because you're like, I can't sit in this traffic anymore. I need to get out and get a coffee. Mm-hmm. It's a slight adjustment. And other times you're like, 95 is jammed. I'm trying to get to DC. So when I get to Route 70, I'm going to pivot and take 70 to 29. Because from the knowledge I've gained that that either has uh, a few stops along the way, just in case I'm sitting in a traffic jam, or there's less traffic heading that way. And so that might allow me to still reach my destination, just going about it in um, a different way than I thought at the beginning. Okay. So in your example, I'm struggling. Where's the checkpoint if I'm traveling? So, well, in that case, so let's say for me, when I'm, if, when I'm going to DC, Mm -hmm. my, I can make my original plan, take my actions, my actions originally, I'm going to go through it. Your original route. My original is I'm going to go down my road. Down this highway to this highway to this highway. I know this will get me to my destination. To 695. And then I'm going to go from there. If by chance, as I get to 83, I think that's a checkpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, And I notice that 83 seems to be backed up. I might pivot and go down York Road. Because I know that 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 is a typical bottleneck point. So I think that, you know, what's hard is if we've never taken the pathway, 
it's a great opportunity to just set up a just pick a checkpoint a time be like okay as i'm traveling along i know based on whatever is that this is uh you know typically i can drive two hours without needing to stop so okay where am i in two hours boom and so my checkpoint can be and after two hours of driving i'm going to pause at a checkpoint and see what's going on around me um and so that's the if you've made the trip before based on where you're at your current knowledge experience and perspective you might say you might be able to identify this is where my checkpoint is going to be i used to drive up one road all the time on a friday after a long week of work and depending on where what my where i was at what was real for me in the moment I would sort of identify, okay, here's my intended checkpoint. This is the place I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop. And, and I think the, the challenge comes if you don't identify that and then something else happens, you're really hungry. You really have to go to the bathroom. You're now making an emotional decision and there may not be a stop along the way that provides you the resources you need. Um, or you just do it in a big hurry and you get off and there's no back road on or you get off and there's not what you need and now you're struggling even more so i think that the checkpoint allows us to understand where we're at where okay. we've been and now look continue to look forward of where we want to go and make these decisions and one of the decisions could be that it's a pivot so because I've made the trip to DC a lot, I know where my checkpoints are set up. Okay. Because I know the various pivots I could make. Right. Okay. So that makes pivot, sense. Like, well, so if, I was, yep. if I was planning a marketing appeal for mm-hmm. my business and I said, I'm starting out and I'm going, okay, what is my destination? My destination is to, is to have more clients have more people sign up for my program, buy my widget, whatever the case might be. I know as I'm starting to lay out my pathway that there are a lot of options that I could choose. Mm -hmm. Social media, let's just go with these. Social media, email, direct mail, phone. There's four options. Based on my knowledge, experience, and perspective, I choose one. And I say, okay, I... In two weeks, I'm going to have a checkpoint. And I think it's just a matter of how many checkpoints you set up. And I was interested talking with somebody about this yesterday is we could have minor checkpoints throughout the day mm-hmm. or in a, in a, um, a shorter time frame. Right. Um, or we just say this is when it's going to be. You talked about it. It's, you know, you use once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in a month. On this date, I'm going to stop and measure my progress towards my destination. That's a checkpoint. And it's a checkpoint that you've chosen because in the moment, that's what was real. Not, you know, in two days when you feel like, oh, email isn't working. I'm just going to abandon it and go somewhere else, pivot and go to something new just because I'm not getting results that I expected. And I think that's where 
having expected results can sometimes lead to those emotional moments when we make decisions um, at a time then might want to wait till our checkpoint. Does that make sense about checkpoint? It does make sense. It does make sense. I think one of the benefits going back to pivoting that I see is it's an opportunity to restore our confidence. Because as we make a pivot, we're acknowledging that we've lost confidence. Often when I make a confidence, when I pivot, it's a time when I'm going, you know what? This doesn't feel right. This isn't, yeah, I thought this was going to go a certain way and it's not going that way. So let me do something that brings me more confidence. Let me do something that I can draw on my existing knowledge, experience, and perspective. And I think as I, as you were talking, I was thinking about pivoting and about checkpoints. So often when I'm pivoting, it's pivoting to something I've done before, not away from it. It's the previous step that often took me further away from it. And now I'm moving more towards what I know. Maybe. Not guaranteed, not always, but maybe. Yeah, you know, I, th I think of my teaching career. And so often when you're teaching, the way you teach is you have no other way as humans. You've got to take the existing knowledge someone has and add to it. You can't teach subtraction until you've taught addition. You can't teach multiplication until they understand certain things. So it's building blocks. Education is building blocks. That's why the first two weeks or four weeks of school every year when you were in elementary school was super easy because you were doing all the stuff from the previous years and then you started to add to it. So when I was describing grammar, you know, I was describing grammar in very simple terms. When you explained a, a comma, I would explain it as it's just as a brief pause. You all take brief pauses all the time when you talk. Now you're just communicating that in words on a sheet of paper or on a computer screen. That's the difference. They'd be like, oh, that's not so big. I think, oh, I thought it was this grandiose grammar thing, existing knowledge and applying it. So I think what we do when we're pivoting is we're taking our existing knowledge that we had before plus our new knowledge. And now we're saying, let's mash that together. And because of that, not that new knowledge base I have, now I think I want to go in a bigger, I want to make a bigger shift than if I do a course adjustment, which is the same thing, right? It's taking the knowledge we had, adding new knowledge and going, oh, you know, if I tweak this a little bit, I'm in good shape. The pivot's more like, yeah, I need to change the paint color in my room. Not, I'm going to put a carpet down that brings out the blue. We're going to change the color of the walls, the ceiling, and now, where we'll get next week, I think, to use that analogy, would be something more like, I'm going to gut the whole first floor of my house and rebuild the, the bathroom off this side, not that side. And notice the way I just described those three was taking very simple knowledge that most of us can take, that we can recognize, and applying this to that, because that's how we learn. And that's what we're doing with pivoting, right? We're taking the knowledge. And we're recalibrating and say, based on all this knowledge that I've acquired, all this knowledge I had, all this knowledge I've acquired from the experience, from the uh, perspective, 
Now I'm going to apply it in a new way. Right, which uh, I agree with, which which really to me goes to, we're having this conversation in the Ring and Renegades after a post I had yesterday. Okay. Uh, I'm with one of the people who commented and they talked about mistakes and how you have to have mistakes to get to success. And my reply was, well, if, if if mistakes, if quote unquote mistakes help you lead to success, why would we choose a word like a mistake to identify learning? Ooh. Ooh. And what you just described was that was a bell ringer because really it is, it's an action that we've taken. So like in the, so if we were talking about, we're trying to attract more customers mm-hmm. and we start out with email and we reach our checkpoint and we're like, you know what? I don't think that email is, is having, is, is getting there. I've, I've given it a time. I've allowed results to change over time. And I think that I need to pivot. And so now I'm going to shift to direct mail. Mm-hmm. And um, some would say email was a mistake, a failure. Fair? Mm-hmm. Yes. When in reality, what it is, it has allowed us to learn something about an action that then helps us make a decision to take another action. So how could that ever be considered a failure or a mistake? Why? Wouldn't we just see it as an action that we took that provided us with new knowledge, experience, and perspective and allowed us to then take the next step, whatever that might be, might be a slight adjustment, as you talked about in the room. In email, it might be, well, you know what? I wasn't really using a personalized introduction i was just saying dear customer blah 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 and i rambled on about what i do a slight adjustment of course adjustment uh, might just be hey instead of telling people what i do in the email i'm going to share with them the impact that i've had on my customers or the clients that i've taken on this is where they have been impacted tell them a story rather than just telling them what i do and now I'm going to continue along that same course um, using email. And then my other choice might be, well, uh, you know what? No, I'm going to pivot and I'm going to shift to direct mail, social media, some other thing that I, and I'm going to leverage the, the knowledge, experience, and perspective I gained from email to then move over and see, well, okay, well, maybe there were some things that resonated in email and maybe it was my messaging. Um, and so that's where I saw some level of success. So how do I then incorporate that messaging into the next, the thing that I have pivoted to? Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. It does. It does. So do you have your one thing? Cause I'm still, it's all swirling in my head. I got to be honest. Yeah. I, I think that for me, the benefits of pivoting is that it allows us to continue towards our destination on a different route, a different, the the pathway is, is now different than what it was. The destination remains the same. And I think that's the opportunity to say that I still have confidence Mm -hmm. 
in where I'm where I want to go, where my destination is. I just believe that I need a new strategy to help me get there. And the fact that I've set this up as a system of I'm going to stop at a checkpoint and then I am going to choose what to do next and that the pivoting allows us to continue on that destination towards that destination, um, which ultimately is the success that we desire. Okay. I like that. Uh, I think for me, pivoting on our pathway, the real benefit to me is it gives us a chance to acknowledge and integrate all that new knowledge and experience and perspective that we've developed so that we can, we can, uh, we can move in that direction using that. Otherwise, you know, think about if you, if you tried to go from Baltimore to Washington, DC with a blindfold on, it'd be very difficult. Each time we take a step, if we're if we have our eyes open, we're not blindfolded. We're going to figure things out. You're going to realize, oh, it's raining. I should get a raincoat. Oh, it's it's foggy. It's this. It's that. Right. I'm not sure we ever figure things out. Just saying. Keep going. Well, but we we move closer to that whatever that thing we're trying to accomplish is, whatever success is, whether it's success in that moment. You know, it would be really annoying to walk from Baltimore to Washington, D.C. with a blindfold on and pouring down rain. Sure. It w- you could do it. Absolutely. Take you a long time. You feel really lousy. You probably get sick. You, you drive yourself crazy. The fact that we can take the blindfold off, the fact that we can open our eyes, the fact that we can look down the road and see, oh, boy, that that's ro- Oh, the sidewalk disappears there. I better not walk down that area. That looks like it's close to traffic. Oh, I'm never going to cross that street. This, to me, the pivoting is a chance to open our eyes more and to use what we see with our eyes to actually take action. Okay. I like it. Here's Jack has a comment. Okay. This this might end up being like a... uh, A thing? A thing when we had the conversation around knowledge, experience, and perspective equals what's real and and a listener thought that there had to be something else added into it. Okay, know. Jack's comment is, it's okay called a mistake, which can be an accurate term, as long as you can shake it off and move on. Yes, although I think, this is a good question for you, Bob. <laughs> I am the king of mistakes. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you you would call things a mistake. That's, I would imagine, part of your vocabulary. That in my internal language, yes. Do you ever really shake off a mistake? Something you've called a mistake? Yes, I think I, I've shaken off many. I can think of a big one I've shaken off recently. Completely shaken it off? I think with what I shared with you before the program, absolutely. Okay. And yeah, are there yeah. other things that you call a mistake that you can't let go, you haven't let go of? Yes. Yes. That I think is the challenge with the word mistake is it is such a emotional word for us to even to admit, right? People don't want to admit they made a mistake because it seems because now you go from mistake to failure to whatever it might be. And so, yes, I agree, Jack, is that if you can shake it off, I, I think that's then you can choose to use that word. My feeling is my belief. What's real for me is that. I'm not sure we ever really shake it off. 
Because I would we, love to get you and Jack in on a debate on the program about that. I think that would be Jack, Jack's a wordsmith. He's a writer. He's a he's got precision with his words, and I think it's even more precise than me. And I would love to hear that debate. That would be a really uh, eye-opening experience for me. Could we maybe set that up uh, for our Friday and see if Jack's available Friday? And that could be our discoveries of the week, a, a, a SmackDown, a debate of the week instead for once. Hey, we're renegades. We can change it up. We can. Or though we could also do it inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. We could do that. That That's a good idea. I like that even better. But then, of course, you know what that means, Tom. You have to join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. You wow. got to be in the group. You got to be part of the family. Of course. It, it comes at a high bar, though. Doesn't cost you money. Costs you a little time because you have to explain really quickly. We're going to ask you a couple of questions. They're super simple. I passed the test. If I could pass the question test, you can too. So, hey, join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group because I'm going to finagle away for Tom and Jack to have this discussion. And I even realized there's a time you guys usually are together that I could get that to happen. It's possible. It is possible. All right. That's on me. I'm going to, I'm going to make it my mission. I haven't gotten a comment from Jack yet. So I may have gone out on a limb that I've got to come off of. Might end up being you and I having that conversation. Wouldn't be the same. I know. I, you and I have had that discussion. I'd love to hear Jack's insights. Cause I, I know this is a, it's a topic of just that comment suggests that it's important to him. And uh, I think that that additional voice might, I would love to hear the diff, additional perspective because I struggle with it. You see it so differently. So join that Ring Around Engage Facebook group, folks, if you haven't done it, because I'm going to make that happen. Could happen as early as today. You never know. Could. Could. All right, everybody, thanks so much for being with us today. And thanks for those who added comments, Keegan and Jack. And Bob put in a comment. Um, and and uh, Keegan. I said Keegan and Jack. Oh, I didn't hear Keegan. I'm so sorry. Here is J Jack's. Sure. And the decision to call it a mistake or something else doesn't affect our success in shaking it off. I, okay. I like it. I'm going to get this worked out. I'm excited. I like a good debate. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thanks so much for being a part of the show today. As Bob mentioned, um, please feel free to join us inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group for thoughts and ideas like this, where you can share what's real for you and your value, which will likely have a have an impact on someone else. It might be just the thing they need to help them figure out how to take their next step along their own unique pathway to success. So we look forward to seeing you inside of that group. If not, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time for our next episode of today's Antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, embrace the renegading you on this beautiful Wednesday. I think you've seen some examples of embracing renegade during this program, in fact. It's that easy. Go with what your instinct tells you. Great things will happen. And? Did you say embrace the renegading you? I did. Oh, I did. All right. <laughs> I can say it again. Hey, embrace the renegading you one more time because Tom didn't hear it. <laughs> I didn't. All right, everybody, go out and make it a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter 
connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.